Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Miss J. Gray. Jay Gray leads the day-to-day operations of the beauty and lifestyle divisions of Image is Everything, public relations and brand management. Highly regarded as one of the industry's youngest but most respected publicists in the business, Gray has been instrumental in developing and overseeing numerous brands and talent images. Gray attended California State University, Dominguez Hills, where she majored in communications with an emphasis in public relations. While attending there, she accepted her first public relations position, serving as public affairs commissioner for Associated Students Incorporated, a nonprofit entity of the university. Gray has served as the publicity coordinator to MTV's Caitlin O'Connor, E! News Zuri Hall, and American Idol's Tim Urban, also working with QVC's K-Dash, Rachel Zoe, Chris Jenner, Matt Cosmetics, T-Mobile, Beats by Dre, Michael Johnson of the Cincinnati Bengals, and many more. Now, as an international PR expert, Jay is dedicated to a global perspective of the public relations field and is dedicated to educating herself on the industry's latest trends. She is committed to sharing her knowledge of public relations and brand management, as well as things she's learned while working in the fashion and beauty industries with fellow female entrepreneurs, helping them to use PR to build a business and brand everyone will love. So I present to you all Jay Gray. Hello, Jay. Hi, how are you? I am great. I am great. How are you on this beautiful day? I am amazing. I'm just so excited to be speaking with you. Yes, I am super excited. So let's get into this interview. So of course, this podcast is called Purposely Bossing Up. What is your definition of purpose? You just jumped right in, huh? You didn't give me me any warm-up questions. (laughs) My definition of purpose. My definition of purpose is just kind of having an understanding of where you are at that moment in life Mm -hmm. and an understanding of where your work is leading you. And so I know a lot of people get stuck on my purpose, my purpose, but I think we should focus more so on my purpose right now, because Mm -hmm. I do believe that your purpose can change as you grow and evolve and maybe even meet or excel in your purpose. It may change. Yeah, I agree. I was just talking to someone just the other day and I was saying, you know, like, you know, your purpose can change. Like you said, every single day. Mm -hmm. You can wake up today and have one purpose, which may be to sow seed into somebody's business. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. it may be, you know, give a helpful tip or tool to, you know, a young girl or, you know, it just it just varies. It mm-hmm. can vary every day. And of course, all those little small purpose goals contribute to a bigger purpose goal. And that's the ultimate thing that everybody is trying to get to, trying to understand. But If you don't walk right and talk right, you'll never understand what you're on earth to do. I think it's a little easier than a lot of us allow it to be. I think that one of our 
joint purposes in life is to do whatever we desire, but in and out of love, meaning do it in love and whatever you are doing, whatever you believe your purpose to be, figuring out how to make that purpose serve others while it's still serving yourself. And I think when people struggle to find their purpose, it's because they're looking at something to completely serve them as opposed to serving other people. Right. That's correct. I agree a hundred percent. I do. And, and it's sad because like you said, like a lot of people think it's for them, 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 when mm-hmm. it's really for other people and that part we don't see. So we get lost mm-hmm. and then you're going on this self journey trying to figure out, you know, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to connect with? And so on and so on so yeah that's very important we have to understand listeners that it's not about you (laughs) it's about the people right (laughs) so how did you get inspired to do what you do today oh my goodness (laughs) so a lot of people don't know that I went to school to be an English teacher and I was (laughs) right I was ready to be a little English teacher teaching the little kitty and then my senior year of college, I was still on campus mm-hmm. at Cal State Dominguez, and I was watching the TV show The Game in my dorm room. Mm-hmm. And there was this lady on there named Dion, and she was moving and shaking. She was closing deals for Malik and Derwin. They were on the set of this Nike commercial. And I got so excited to see this young Black woman helping these men excel in their career through alternative ways other than just playing football. And she was brokering deals. She was at networking events. And I just was so excited. I, I ran on campus. I described everything I saw on TV to some professors. And I'm like, what is this? And they're mm-hmm. like, that's public relations. So mind you, I said, it's my senior year. I'm ready to graduate. I changed my major right then and there. Really? I took, I did. I took 18 units because I was like, I'm still graduating on time. And I just dived all the way in into public relations. I started interning and um, I started in public affairs, which is politics. So I think Olivia Pope. I started there and quickly got out of there because I was told I would never be successful because I wasn't a good liar. Wow. And and by good, they meant I wouldn't lie. I I couldn't do it. So I moseyed on over to entertainment. So I started dealing with artists and actors, and I realized really quickly there was no budget. These people didn't have any money. There was no budget, and I needed some money. I needed (laughs) coins. Shortly after that, I got invited to a conference that American Express, I'm not sure if they still have it, the women's conference. I was one of the youngest, one of the only Black women in the whole building, and I soaked up all the information, those ladies were handing out. And one thing stood really true and clear to me at one of the the, um, workshops there. The lady asked me, did I want to be Macy's or Louboutin? Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm cool with being Macy's. Macy makes a lot of money. She said, yeah. And Macy's works hard because they're catering to everybody and they're making sure that their prices are inviting. And Louboutin doesn't go on sale. They don't have (laughs) huge stores. They don't carry a lot of inventory. And people break their necks to purchase Louboutin. And she said, do you know why? I'm like, why? And she said, because they figured out what they're good at and they stay in their lane and they don't chase people. They work in a way where people chase them. And from that day forward, I said, I want to be Louboutin. 
right? Wow. So that part was easy, saying I want to be Louis Vuitton, but the heart figuring out my niche in public relations. Because mind you, I had tried public affairs, I had tried musicians, I had tried actors and actors, and at this point, I was just taking on any and every client. So <laughs> I had, I was representing authors, makeup brands, Anybody who needed public relations, I was the publicist for them. So I got tons of experience. But to the, the lady's point, I was burning myself out. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a passion for something specific that I was working on. So it took a while. But one day I just said, what do I love? What do I talk about and think about every single day? I said makeup, hair products, nail polish, clothes. So yep. I said, I'm going to focus on beauty. And Shortly after focusing on beauty, I realized that I was narrowing down my niche even more because I was very specific in focusing on women of color and Black youth. Mm. I noticed in working in beauty that nobody was advocating for us. Nobody was charging the prices and negotiating our deals the way they were for other women. Right. Nobody was making sure there was a woman of color in major campaigns all across the world. Nobody was doing that. And so I started doing it. And at that point, we changed Images Everything from just a public relations agency to a public relations and brand management agency that focused on inclusivity in the beauty industry. And we became like a resource for the media that wanted to educate their audience and readers on the diversity in the beauty industry. And simultaneously, we started to leverage our media contacts to highlight our clients in the press. And then we also, the brand management portion, Mm -hmm. we started to secure these lucrative partnerships between our clients and mainstream beauty brands. So like today we have partnerships with Sephora, Ulta, CoverGirl, Retail Me Not, Elf Cosmetics, these high-end mainstream beauty brands that at one point weren't showing a woman of color on any of their advertising or any of their partnerships. That's right. And we we fought for that. I think I gave wow. you a little bit more than you asked. I'm sorry. No, but that's good. <laughs> no. But you know, like, that's how it goes, especially like when you're building your brand. Like I tell people all the time, when I decided to leave my corporate job mm-hmm. and pursue my passion full time, which is event planning, I said, when I first started, I was doing all kinds of events. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was doing weddings, <laughs> engagement parties, birthday parties, whatever you wanted to have an event for. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew more and more into my brand, I said, oh, well, you know what? I really like these kind of events, you know? So now I just specialize in like social, your networking, branding, empowerment events from regular events all the way up to conferences and seminars and workshops. So those are the kind of events that my main focus is on now because I like being amongst the people, networking with people, getting to know people, who they are, what they stand for. So I completely get it. But that's decent how, you know, you help pave the way for a lot of these brands to show, you know, there are other, you know, ethnicities and Black women who use your product. So you might as well just show them too. Exactly. That is awesome. So as an international PR expert and brand manager, how do you help your clients achieve the results that they desire? How do I help my clients achieve the results they desire? So it starts out with actually listening. A lot of times people in my position who have a lot of experience want to always tell brands what they need and what they should want. Well, we listen. 
we listen very closely to our brands, partnerships, and our clients, and we find out what they are clearly saying. What do they need us for? What are their goals and their and things that they want to target for that year, that quarter? And from there, we build a strategic plan for them with timelines, with checks and balances, and evaluation. A lot of times we forget to evaluate our work. And when we do that, we no longer know, you know how to improve because we didn't evaluate anything. So those are the, the, the first couple of steps we do. And then we execute. My agency is known for execution. If you have an idea or a concept, we will take that idea and concept and blow it out the water. You will be able to sit back, relax, and chill and watch your dream and your vision come to life. So that's one of the, that's, you know, the grand scheme of it. All of our clients are in the beauty space in some type of way, whether they have a product or a service. And so a lot of the times we either provide the traditional public relations, which is getting them in magazines, television shows, podcasts, radio interviews, things of that nature. Or we do event management, which is a little bit different from event planning. So we Mm -hmm. make sure that you have like your VIP attendees. We make sure that your branding and marketing supports your PR messaging. We make sure that you have press and media there. So we kind of work hand in hand with your event planner to make sure that you have all of those components in place. And then lastly, a service that we offer is brand ambassador programming. So say you are a brand and you want key influencers to help support your brand and getting the word out there about your brand. We will devise a specific campaign. We will find influencers that match who has the same target audience as your brand so that you can make sure your messaging, again, matches your Mm -hmm. public relations messaging. You hear me say that a lot of times, messaging. So it's really important to always be authentic in your messaging because when you have these different components, your public relations, your overarching marketing, your brand ambassador programming, if your message is not authentic, it's going to be hard to align it in every area of your business. That's right. So those are kind of the ways that we help our clients meet their goals. That's awesome. I love it. I guess I'll be signing up for some services <laughs> too. <laughs> yes. What do you feel was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? And how did you overcome that? My biggest challenge to get where I am today is being unapologetic about wanting to support Black women. For mm. a while, I knew what I was doing, but I was afraid to say it. I knew that Image is Everything was the first and the only Black-owned, Black-operating, and Black beauty advocating marketing and management agency. But I was afraid to say that because I was afraid of who would not want to work with me because I was supporting my people. So that was a challenge. And it was a challenge because It was nobody else's problem but my own. It was my own fear, my own insecurities, and my own self-doubt that kept me from saying that. And I was at a constant battle with myself every day saying, how am I out here, air quote, advocating for my people, but I'm afraid to say I'm an advocate for my people. And so that took a lot of self-development and, you know, boosting up my self-esteem and my self-love and just knowing that I was going to succeed regardless of who did or did not want to work with me and being okay with not working with the people who didn't want to work with me because I was supporting my people. So once I, you know, got over that hurdle, girl, all day long now, all I do is talk about, oh yeah, we we just work with black women. We want to support black women, (laughs) women of color, like all day long. That's my thing. And and I realized 
everybody can't be a Malcolm X or a Martin Luther King in regard to the way that they advocate, but everybody can right. be an advocate. And so I just took my talents and my gifts and my interests and figured out how can I use this to support my people, to grow my people. And there we have it. <laughs> I overcame the hurdle. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Jay, I want you to think about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> One word. No, it's really easy. One word you would use to describe yourself and why. One word to describe me. Mm-hmm. Manifester. Mm. Manifestation. Or manifesting. <laughs> all, all, all those tenses. <laughs> But yeah, that would be the one word to describe me. My friends and family call me a master manifester. And it's because whatever I say, I not only do, but I make things come alive. If I speak it and then I visualize it, it's going to happen. Sometimes immediately, sometimes down the line. But there is not one thing that I don't say that doesn't come to pass. And that can work for me or against me. But... I've kind of tapped in and figured out how to use my words and how to make things come to pass the way that I want to see them come to pass. And so I would say all of my success and even all of my lessons in my success have come from me manifesting things, you know, asking questions, trying to figure out how to get to the next level. I've even, I believe that I've even manifested some of my own hurdles and obstacles because I was trying to evolve, you know, and what's the best way to learn other than overcoming? Yeah. So yeah, that would be the one word that I would use to describe myself. I like that. Do you? (laughs) What's the one word that you use to describe yourself? I would use, hmm, I would say go-getter. Okay. And I would use that because people who know me personally or people who may just like, you know, know of me off of social media or anything like that, know that I'm a go-getter. Like, I'm just like you, but I wouldn't use manifestation just yet. I'm not <laughs> yet. I not use the manifestation yet. But I am one who like thinks of an idea and always trying to figure out a plan and a way to execute that, like at all times. And, I, and sometimes I tell people all the time, it's like a gift and a curse being a creative because... It could be in the middle of the night, something can come to you and then I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm waking up super early in the morning because I'm trying to put something together. So I'm like always thinking about stuff. I can walk into a shabby house thinking about, oh, how can I fix it up so I can have an event here? Like, it's just like always, it's always on. My mind is always going a thousand miles an hour. So I always call myself a go-getter because... If I want it, I'm going to go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. If I want it, I'm going to go get it. Yep. Yep. So who was your role model or mentor growing up? And did it change over the years? My role model or mentor? It did. I I believe that my role model slash mentor changes as I evolve. And my role models Mm -hmm. and mentors are very unconventional. (laughs) Because I believe that I have several role models because someone could, for me, can be excelling in one area of their life and I want to mimic that, but possibly not in another. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, my oldest sister had her own company. She is a speech therapist and had her own office. And so of course, in regard to entrepreneurship, that's something that I saw growing up and got excited about and wanted to mimic. My amazing client, Felicia Leverwood, who's been in my life for a while now, 
she is phenomenal when it comes to just being in tune with herself and her spirituality and how she's gentle with herself and creates nonstop. And so she is a mentor in that area of my life. And then if you guys follow me on social, you've seen I've posted Marie Forleo, who I've just met after let me think maybe eight years of her being my virtual mentor and not even knowing one another. Wow. Just the things that she's instilled in regards to business practices and again, self-love and self-care. I hold that at the highest regard of why I'm even as successful as I am to this day. A lot of people believe that it's the focus on my company, but it's in all actuality, the focus on myself (laughs) that has helped Mm -hmm. me grow. And so, yeah, I, I would say I have mentors and role models all over, you know, watching you and what you've done with your brand and your podcast. I can take from that and say, you know, she's my role model in this area or I'm being mentored right. from her in this area and she doesn't even know. it. So, right. Yeah, it would be hard for me to just pinpoint one person. I know most people say like, oh, my mom, of course, <laughs> I, I've gotten my strength and my, you know, black, black mothers are just phenomenal. They're superheroes. So of course she, my mother would be my role model in that aspect, but I really take from women every day. My employees, they're phenomenal young women. And I learn from them on an everyday basis. So my role model, I would say is the world. I get so much from women everywhere. I love it. (laughs) Yes. Take a piece of everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, like a little piece from this person for doing this and a little piece from that person for doing that. I get Mm -hmm. it. And the crazy part about it, as long as I've been doing these episodes, uh, maybe I can count on one hand how many people literally say maybe like a family member or something like that. A lot of people really made references to, you know, people they've connected with, maybe teachers from when they were younger or when they were in college Mm -hmm. and friends and stuff like that. So, yes. So family is definitely a good piece of it. But a lot of outside people were really the majority of what a lot of people mentioned. Right. My sister Quinn, she always tells me, eat the meat and throw out the bones. And so Mm. I, I apply that in all aspects of life, you know, in regards to like we're saying that the world may be my mentor. That's what I can do in, with every relationship. Eat the meat and throw out the bones. Yep. I love it. So since we had already started mentioning self-love and self-care, mm-hmm. what are some ways that you practice self-love and self-care? Oh, girl, you didn't see my Instagram story yesterday talking about how I do my no, self-love. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had them rolling yesterday. So my self-care really looks like being with myself. So Mm -hmm. A typical morning, and I say typical because we all have those off days. I typically wake up at 6 a.m. Unlike most people, I do not roll over and grab my phone. My phone's not even in the room. And if it is, it's nowhere near me. And I just have about two hours a day in the morning to myself. Mm -hmm. In those two hours, I'll get up, I'll meditate. I'll meditate on Mm -hmm. something specific, whether it be procrastination, discipline, focus. I just meditate. Yeah. After that, I usually will have a conversation with my creator of how I want my day to go. I'll visualize myself doing anything, walking into the office, having successful conversations with my employees. I just visualize things. And then I go into my little twerk session because I do twerk in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm talking about, I shared this on social yesterday. 
<laughs> and it's something that that twerking does. I said yesterday, I said, there's three reasons every woman should twerk, right? Mm-hmm. Number one is because when we are in that mirror twerking, don't we all feel like a baddie? We feel like we are the best thing, right? Of you course. can't tell no woman nothing when she's deep into her twerk. And so it, it makes the day light. You're happy, you're laughing, you're giggling, and you feel good. And it's like, whatever yeah. way to start your day than feeling really good about yourself, you know? That's right. So I love doing that. If I can't make it to the gym, girl, I'm definitely burning 15 to 20 calories if I'm twerking two songs straight, you know? You ain't never <laughs> And then for us grown folk and keep your skills sharp. So I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's really what I do. You know, I just take that time to myself because what I realized when I was waking up, picking up the phone, checking text messages, social media, emails, I was training myself to react. I wasn't allowing myself to make decisions or decide how I wanted the day to go. I was reacting to everything and everybody else. And it's really the worst thing to do is to train yourself to react. So I would say that's my main thing that I do with my self-care is just have time for myself. I've even started this new practice where once a quarter I go away, I rent out a hotel for two to three days and I shut down, meaning I turn off the phone, I turn off the laptop and mm-hmm. I, I'm just alone for two days, limited yeah. outside, you know, interaction. And I journal, I dance, I cry, I take bubble baths with champagne depending on how the leak is going that may turn into Hennessy you never know (laughs) so I just really have me time alone time I write down things like what does success look like to me what do I want in a relationship with a with a friend what do I want in a relationship with a man so often we allow the world to define our definitions People say, what does success look like to you? Nine times out of 10, they'll give you someone else's definition of success or they'll call out people that they believe are successful, but they never truly know what their own definition of success is. And so then they never meet success. Yeah, that is good. Yes, she said a little twerk won't hurt. (laughs) No, it won't hurt nobody. (laughs) Yes. So when you're listening to do their twerk in the morning session, I need them to show us on IG either what song they're twerking to if they feel comfortable showing us their twerk and they need to at both of us at Miss J Gray yes. I want to see y'all twerking in the yes. morning at me too <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to see you twerking and I love a good twerk like in the car because I swear I'm doing it right <laughs> when I'm in the car driving and I'm at the light in a good song I'm, I'm like ooh Look at T, girl. Look at T. Uh, I'll be cutting up. You know what I'm doing. That's so funny. So what's one resource you use in your personal or your business life every single day that you cannot live without? Resource. Task by Google. Task by Google because I have like my phones, my laptop, my iPads, and I don't, sometimes I don't know which one I'm going to be working from. And so if I just have all my tasks in one place, it doesn't matter where I am. I can see what's going on with my day, what I need to accomplish. So Mm -hmm. tasks is definitely something I use in my personal life and my professional life. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm a Google girl, too. You Um, are? (laughs) Yeah, especially with my uh, my part time job, because I do uh, I'm a community awareness advocate Mm -hmm. for victim services agency. 
So, you know, I'm I'm getting poured into all day by people who've been victimized. Mm. And it's it's just uh you have you have to have that everything with Google. We're every we're very tech savvy there. So we use all kinds of apps, everything. We use Microsoft for everything. We do our trainings at Microsoft. Like it's just like <laughs> we really have to have some kind of order, especially with somebody like me who have several businesses. I need to have everything in order. I love happy planners. I'm a good happy planner girl. Mm -hmm. So I have a planner for everything. I have a planner for personal. I have a planner for business. And then all those same dates go into all my phone calendars. It's just, I can't wait to get an assistant. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm just like, I can't keep up. That's the best thing ever. Speaking on that, I know that a lot of times entrepreneurs, we have the tendency to try to do everything ourselves. And I think that Mm -hmm. is the worst mistake that most entrepreneurs make. We get so emotionally attached to our companies and our businesses that we don't want anyone to do anything. Mm -hmm. And it's a sure enough way to fail. You have to outsource. You, I, I really encourage all entrepreneurs to hire people to do things that you don't know how to do as opposed to spending so much time trying to learn them. Don't try to become a graphic designer overnight. Outsource it. You have Fiverr.com where you can pay somebody five bucks overseas to create a right. to build a website. You hire part-time virtual assistants until you can hire a part-time assistant and then a full-time assistant. You outsource things because the greatest thing about an entrepreneur is your mind. And when you clutter your mind, your creative mind with trying to do these mundane tasks that can simply be outsourced to somebody who can definitely handle them and possibly even handle them better than you, you declutter your mind. So now you can do what you were created to do, which is create. So if you're focused all the time on booking the podcast and scheduling the podcast and coming up with the the flyers to promote the podcast, what are you now lacking? Creating the, the, the content for the podcast. That's right. Which is mm-hmm. what people are listening for. People aren't listening because of what the flyer looks like. They're listening because of the conversations you're having. And so you have to outsource right. these things so that you can declutter your creative mind and create. Yeah. I don't know why I said podcast. Am I preaching to you all of a sudden? <laughs> girl, girl, the good thing about see the good thing about mine is that I, I try to always have everything in advance. Mm-hmm. So people's bios, all that good stuff. I have one set template for the um the promo. So all I do is swap the picture and the name. Mm-hmm. Like in the date, that's it. Like, you know, like everything is kind of like on a schedule, I guess, for the most part. You've created a system. Yep. So I have, I send out, you know, I might do any interviews during the week. I send them to my uh my person who does my audio on Saturday. He has everything ready for me my, my Monday and at eleven PM I'm making the episode live. See, look at you. So, You've outsourced. You, know, you didn't sit here and try to figure out the yeah. audio. How do I do this? Mm-mm. You outsourced and that's so smart. Yep. I can't I can't do it. And for those who want to know, yes, I send my audio straight to Fiverr. Okay. I send it and I use the same. Oh, you use Fiverr. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'll shade on Fiverr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fiverr has trust me, Fiverr see. has built a lot of businesses. We've been using Fiverr since the inception of Image and Everything. Fiverr is the go. Wow. Okay. Um, no shade to Fiverr because I definitely use mm-hmm. it. Mm-mm. I pick and choose what I use, mm-hmm. but I use it. 
So do you have any upcoming events or projects that you can tell our listeners about? We do. Our client, Dr. Carrie, she's the creator of the Goddess Locks. So these locks that you see on the reel, on Tamara's hair, um, that you yeah, see. Yeah, be sure. Right, you see on Carrie Hilson, Brandy, everybody that's wearing, you know, the authentic Goddess Locks, Ava DuVernay, Dr. Carrie does her hair. We just saw her grace the the Met Gala red carpet, the first time in history that locks were on the red carpet at the Met Gala. Dr. Carrie is launching her Goddess Lock tour. And so Images Everything, of course, will be supporting and manning that. In regard to just me personally, Miss J. Gray, we are working up a few events that are going to roll out in the summer. So the best way to just stay up to date on everything that Images Everything, along with our clients are doing, is just to subscribe to our newsletter. And you can find that at iie-pr.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at iie underscore PR. And we're always posting not only our own events, but just things that are happening in the beauty industry. Um, Just staying up to date on what's new in beauty, what new products are coming out. So that would be the best way to try to stay up to date with what we have rolling out. I mean, I could list probably a million things right now, but I bet. But that's probably the quickest and the most simplest way. I'm just I'm just so excited for what's happening in the beauty space and for Black women right now. Yes, I love it. Gotta stay cute at all times. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, mm-hmm. can you give our listeners one tip on basically how to boss up, not just in business, but in life? My one tip on how to boss up in not just business, but also in life, would definitely go back to that self-care. And a part of that self-care is being gentle with yourself. And when I say be gentle, I mean not only saying those morning affirmations, but trusting yourself to make decisions. If you make a decision that doesn't pan out the way you thought it should or would, to not beat yourself up and say, you know, negative things, but to understand that you're learning and you're evolving and that you're growing and that there really isn't any right or wrong or good or bad. Everything is more so a learning experience on your journey. So just to just be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself, treat yourself the way that you treat other people when they're going through obstacles and different things like that. To me, that's the best way to box up, not to be on this trend of team no sleep. No, take care of yourself. Get eight hours of sleep. That's right. Don't binge. Mm-hmm. Like, just put yourself first. Putting yourself first is a sure enough way to have your business excel and your personal life excel. So that'd be my tip on how to boss up. Boss up by taking care of yourself because you're a baddie and you need energy to twerk in the morning, so you need those eight hours of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Everything goes back to the twerk, okay? <laughs> yes, twerk, twerk life. Jay is the twerk life. <laughs> well, I am so happy that you were able to be a guest on this episode today, Jay. No, I'm so happy that you invited me and that you worked with my crazy schedule to make this happen. Yes, we gonna make it happen. <laughs> we had to make it happen, and I hope everybody wrote down those nuggets she dropped. How to contact her through social media? How to keep up with their events and projects? that they have coming up because y'all she has a ton of clients and I'm sure she has a ton of events <laughs> to be present at. So make sure y'all following her 
so y'all can um, have access to her. And once you start twerking in the morning, make sure you tag us so we can see <laughs> all your twerk videos. Right. And with that being, and with that being said, I hope everyone has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose. Mm. Mm. Ain't nothing to it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Purposely Bossing Up. Continue to keep bossing up with purpose.